Efren? Efren? Yo, the show's about to start, my dude. Oh, what's that? You had an emergency. What's that? Mike also had an emergency? Wait. So, I'm supposed to get the pizza from the bets? What's that? They're all watching Best of Five? <laughs> I think I, whatever, the mic's still live. Hello, people. Oh, boy. This is going to be a fun trip. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Best of Five. My name's Efren, and I'm joined here by Michael Donka-Schiller. Yeah, whatever. I act like I don't want to be here, but I really like being here. Tonight on the show, a lot of shenanigans. So <laughs> Efren and Mike could not be here tonight, so I'm going to host the show. So good luck to all of you watching, and to me, and of course to my cohorts, Mr. Steve Ace King Offsuit Jerk. How you this doing? We're already on path to have our best show ever. Hell yeah, that's what we're talking about. And, wait, what is he? Uh, John Juanello Velociraptor Guerrero. Guerrero. Can you do Can you do all of us and then Steve and I can just watch too? Because that would oh. be great. I, we're all happy. I'm Look, I'm already doing two. Bread. I can only do two. We're going to stick to two. All right? <laughs> so I want, the, I want the audience to know that Steve and I were not informed about any of these <laughs> shenanigans. So we are experiencing it right along with you. Tonight on the show, we have a lot to talk about, and Steve's already losing his mind. <laughs> it's going to be a good one, folks. It's going to be a roller coaster. That, that implies I had a mind to lose in the first place. Oh, don't we all? Or do not we all? Whatever. Anyway, uh, tonight on the show, we're going to talk maybe a little bit about the new uni, uh, Unib, Unist, Unicolor, Undernight in Birth, Unicorn. We, we got to figure this out. We got to settle that tonight. What yeah. are we calling it? That we're, we are the voices of reason for the entire world, and we're going to decide the acronym of this game. We're also going to be talking a little bit about Samurai Showdown. I'm excited. I'm pretty sure no one else is. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of Combo Breaker. We're going to talk about some Twitter drama. We're going to talk about Knuckle Do sponsoring some players. We might have a block grab for you. I didn't set it up. I'm hoping one of these fellas did. Uh, we got some new Grand Blue footage and a bunch of other stuff. But to start us off, as always, Steve, can you hit us with a recap? That's what everyone would I, say. I, I got to be the, uh, the anchor that everyone is tied to that drags us down. Uh, I was going somewhere with that analogy, and I just completely messed it up. But I, I, I'm just in awe of being in front of Elon and Elon. You know, I can handle one of you. But two of you is just Look, man, way too is much. This too, is this too much? All right, all right, hold on. That is too, too much. All right, all right, all right, all right. There we go. Okay, no, no, go back, go back, go back, go back. Oh, no, you, you made your bed, now you're sleeping on it. How about you no, hit us I with the recap? <laughs> I don't want to sleep on that bed. Um, Street Fighter League kicking things off once again. Uh, we are halfway through the season. Uh, so it was... Uh, key week because now we have some separation uh the big story is team inferno falling to team gale knuckle duke getting the three piece uh to pull it back for his team he get he knocks off punk's team for the first time this season so they are no longer undefeated the other big story was samurai for the third week in a row pulling his team back from the 0-2 hole 
to get the three to win. He is nine and zero over the last three weeks. Uh, he his personal record, Samurai's, is ten and two. The rest of his team is two and ten. <laughs> and he's nine and zero right now in the last nine games, right? Right. Yeah, three straight uh, reverse OCVs. So if if you've got your if you're uh, picking in the race for MVP. You got to think it's down to Punk and Samurai at this point. Hey, I have a question. Samurai's playing uh, his Akuma, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. If he's such a big problem, why aren't people banning his Akuma? Well, because they're always banning Idom's Laura. That has been what they've done every single time Team Storm, right, comes up. They ban Idom's Laura. So we get Idom Birdie, and then uh, I forget who's is it. Is it Classico? Yes. And is Urian? And then, and then it doesn't matter because then you have Samurai's just catch-all Akuma. But I think that given three OCVs in a row, next time I think you're going to see the Akuma ban. And then, I mean, I'm, I bet you Mikey has an, a secondary. Plus, that unlocks Idom's Laura, and no one's... When's the last time you played a Laura player? That's what right? I'm no saying. No one's ready for that. Is, is even Idom ready? Like, is his Laura, like, in hibernation at this point? You got to take that risk at this point. I mean, yeah. this man is going through everybody right now with Samurai. You have to you have to to block the hot hand right now. So even though Idom's Laura is disgusting and something I would never want to deal with, I would rather take my chances on his Laura possibly being rusty than this Akuma with all the momentum in the world right now. Damn. So and, you meant this... you, meant, you meant his Laura is disgusting in a good way. I just realized that. Go on. <laughs> This is uh, the situation that we find ourselves in um, with with Mikey Samurai being kind of put up and given this chance to shine in the specific way that he's shining right now. Um, It's not to say that obviously you can't have a breakout player in some other format, but the Street Fighter League with its bands has is it's a clear directly how this has set things up for Samurai to do what he's done. Right, because you have your team captain who's expected to be the best and has had the best track record and whatnot for the most part, um, and and that's the case on most all of the teams. But it gives this like chance for the underdog or the the person that's not the captain, you know, one of the other guys to kind of rise up and show what they have. And Samurai has done that very very clearly. And now, as we go into the very next week, what's the thing that we're looking at the most? It's like, what's Samurai going to do? It's been awesome giving a spotlight to players that haven't always had it. And Samurai's been up there. He's top eight at CEO and such before. But um, this has just been a really good thing for him. So yet another reason why Street Fighter League, I think, has been a success so far. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. And it's funny to see how well it's been doing after all the premature complaining and downplaying. That's I'm a fan of seeing something succeed after it's been shat on for no reason. Anyway. Well, we we actually made that the question of the day. I don't know if you want to go into that now or do we want to do that later? Why not? You know what? Efren and Mike aren't here, so it's my show now. And I say we do a question of the day right now. Steve, go for it. Bam. Anarchy rules. Uh, We asked you, you know, now that we're halfway through the season – what were your thoughts on the character band? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Uh, let's start things off with Crispy, who said the bands add an interesting layer of strategy. Team composition has more importance and narrative. Free Laura. It'd be great to see the bands return in the next iteration, albeit modified. 
there should be some way for a team to force a character through at some point, which would be an, uh, an interesting twist. Uh, Arsani Asmi, and I apologize for butchering that name, uh, said that the Street Fighter League is more about fun than it is actual competition. Seeing it in action now, I think it was a great idea. It starts a lot of memes and beef between people. Also shows a lot of character diversity and sides of players you don't normally see. Uh, Rixian said that they still think the character ban is a pretty straightforward way of adding a wild card. It sadly also has a negative impact on the player's performance. How about each team has one chance to change one character at any time before their final match, incentivizing teamwork? Uh, Tap2GG, to close that out, said, It's a bunch of players getting the chance to battle against each other in a new way. This doesn't replace anything we've had before. Uh, it's not a sign that we're going to change tournaments in the future. It's just more fighting games. Why would it suck? Why would uh, it we suck? All, I don't know. It, Look, it, man, I'm all no. about trying new stuff, right? I think uh, I think we're we've... This is me getting on my soapbox because I don't usually have a soapbox to stand on. But I think we're all so expectant of great things without trial and error. And I'm very glad that finally we're getting a little bit of that trial and error. And sometimes error, yeah, it happens, whatever. But you know what? The payoff, I think, is a little sweeter. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. did also ask uh, in a poll uh, – how you felt about the band, whether you really like it, kind of like it, kind of hate it, or really hate it. And it's pretty even. Uh, about half of our respondents hate it, uh, either kind of hate it or really hate it. Half uh, either like it or kind of like it or really like it. Uh, the overwhelming majority, though, 30 or, or majority of the people who like it, uh, only kind of like it as opposed to really like it, whereas uh, the ones that hate it, it's uh, pretty evenly split. That's dope. You know, I, I look forward every... Uh, this falls on one of my shifts, so I cover it live, and I look forward to Street Fighter League every week. Like, it's it's fun for me to watch, and I... And I as much as I write and watch and play fighting games, I don't traditionally like to sit and watch them as much as i think the average person does so it says a lot at least to me personally that i enjoy seeing this production the way it's it's done thus far i'm not saying it's perfect but i'm saying uh, whatever it is i think it's been a success and then i hope we see more things like it and i don't want it to replace you know normal normal competitions and such but i'm happy to have it at the table i'm also happy to have gumball dead subscribing for the ninth month in a row dude that's a that's a sub baby what are we going to name this baby? Oh, God. We Kage? have sub-babies now? Yep. His sub-baby is Kage. But it's going to be oh, a good God. one, so so you're going to well, put a better name on that name. Uh, I was just going to go with Baby Gumball. Baby Gumball? Oh, susp- uh, Stupendous also just Oh, subscribed. Stupendous. What's up? Let's Thank give him you. a clap. Everybody clap. I'm going to make you all clap because you all never clap. I'm extra claps for how long his hair is. Yeah. I remember... I saw Stupendous once at a... Oh, my God. Everybody saw Cyanide. Cyanide. Look. 17 months in a row. He's been thing. he's been with us since we started being... It's longer since, than I've been doing a show. Being, uh, since we started being partnered on Twitch. Uh, and Kwan... Is that Kwanzai? That is Kwanzai. Kwanzai. 18, 18 months just Sorry. to show up Cyanide. I, I was wrong about ass. Cyanide. I take it all back. <laughs> by, the, by the way, we should... Um, 
you know, last week kind of got away with us uh, or got away from us. Yep. Uh, so we didn't get a chance to shout out our subscribers. So uh, OS Piths subscribed last week for 12 months in a row. Thank you. John, for that. John we're going to keep clapping until he's done saying these names. Uh, Trevzor also got to 12 months in a row. Thank you, Trevzor. The winner of all giveaways. Uh, Puzera for 19 months in a row. I think one, Is that of, the longest? one of, if not the first. <laughs> Uh, and then I subscribe 16 months in a row. Go me. You, you don't have to cheer that. Uh, Pedantic Sim. Pedantic Sim. Thank you. Seven months. Good job. It's a long time. Also, also some breaking news from the chat. Uh, Curly W, who is uh, the bracket czar of Combo Breaker, said uh, Combo Breaker brackets are released now. You heard it here first and nowhere else. Welcome to Combo Breaker brackets. All right, and uh, now that that's all out of the way, first, actually, first of all, thank you, everybody, for subscribing. It means a lot to us. Uh, I know sometimes we tend to get carried away with the show, but know that we appreciate every single one of you for watching, subbing, or just being here and being cool people in general, so thank you. It's how I afford to buy everybody else pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, their pizzas are mine now, and had I known... I'm super down to send a Had I known that this was going to be a thing, I would have requested the pizza earlier, but you know what? Sometimes you live and you learn. Anyway, now that that's all out of the way, how about we was that a, an intentional Sonic reference? No, but I like it, and now I'm going to say that it is. All right. Either way, let's uh, keep it going with that recap there, huh? We only all got right. through one slide. <laughs> <laughs> We're on uh, record pace tonight. Uh, Stunfest took place this weekend. Uh, this, un unlike last year's or the year before, not part of the Capcom Pro Tour or any of the major global fighting game circuits, but you did have some really good action going on. Uh, E.T. holding it down in uh, the SNK games, taking home KOF 98 and 14, as well as uh, the Samurai Showdown tournament out there. Uh, Kalak taking it home in Tekken 7. Hiari getting the win in Unist. Uh, they also had some team tournaments. Notably, though, no singles tournament for Street Fighter V this year. Hmm. Okay. Read into that what you will. Uh, moving over to the Smash side of things, we had a major event in Canada this weekend. Get on my level. Man, Smash tournaments uh, have the coolest names. I'm not even going to lie. They, uh, they take some risk. Oh, shoot. What happened? Uh -oh. Okay. Where's so the mistake? Where's the mistake? Everybody the mistake is in my hand right here. This is a fudge pop that I took out last night. Oh, did you forget it? <laughs> I oh, forgot that's it. That's the saddest thing. Wait, now it's like a chocolate milk. It, it's a chocolate milk with a stick in it. Now it's like, but but it's not like. Uh, it's like a. It's pudding. It's liquefied pudding, which isn't all that great. Is I, it, I, I mean, if you if you put it back in the freezer, I think we'll be fine, right? Just enjoy it I'll, later. I, I at this point I'm just gonna do it just to see how it goes. Do it on the stream right now. Do it. Live, live taste testing of a uh, frozen. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're already down two people. I don't want to risk getting a third out for. Uh, well, come on, All one right. for eat it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Steve. Report it to us next week. Don't I want I want an in-depth report on my desk by next week. <laughs> All right. All right, anyway, um, uh, get on my level, were we? Was that yeah, we were? get on my level. Uh, Mango got the win over Axe in the grand final. 
to take home his second ever get get on my level title. Uh, it's been five years, so good for him to get get the win. Uh, Hungry Box finishing fifth, a little bit of an upset. Uh, Leffen also in the top three as well. So so strong weekend for Mango. Axe as well. Um, he, he might be among them. He might. Well, he might be. Is he kind of like the Kratos of uh, Smash now? I I That's could not Leffen. tell you. Okay. Leffen, yeah, Leffen is the Leffen of Smash. He's the God Slayer. Oh, I meant like Axe. Oh, the, the 2018 like, Kratos. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh no, like the old Kratos, because he's like you know killing all the gods and shit. Or well, then if it's God Slayer, it's Leffen. But if it's because he uses an axe in the 2018 version, then never mind. Let's keep going. Yeah. Anyway, uh, are we still getting on my level? We are still trying to get on your level. Uh, Tweak gets the win in Ultimate over Mars in the Grand Final. Isan uh, rounding out the top three there. Uh, MK Leo, who finished fourth, did take home a gold medal in the doubles tournament. Uh, teaming up with Sergey, so congratulations to everyone who made top eight there. Uh, kicking it back to the uh, other side of the U.S. border, uh, the Latin America online portion of the CPT kicked off this weekend with the Latin America West tournament, and that was won by a familiar name, El Tigre, taking it over Doom Snake in the grand final to get his first ever. Uh, CPT win. And then it was imp- a bit unlikely because El Tigre actually lost in the second round after getting a first round bye. Oh, wow. wow. So he went from losers, his literally his entire tournament run was losers. His entire tournament won, entire tournament run. I'm sorry, I'm just focused on the fudge pop right now. <laughs> and this is all in Laura? Uh, I believe so. I didn't get a chance to check uh, many of the matches out. I do know. Week. I do know that El Tigre has a really, really solid jury. Now, whether he brought it out in the tournament, that's just as impressive. He, did, he It was not jury in the matches that I saw. Okay, so that settles that. <laughs> uh, cool. Not also, to say it didn't happen. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Doomsnake P A N is that Panama? Panama, yes. Dang, imagine that connection from Panama, Panama to Mexico. Although, like, I guess it's not that bad, right? I don't know what the... My geography is well, not as good as it used to be at one point. Well, remember, a couple years ago, it was all, like, all of Latin America was in one online tournament. So you had Mexico taking on Dominican Republic, taking on Brazil and Argentina. Dang. Uh, it, was, uh, not, it was not fun times. Dang. Them, so. could, you, could you imagine having a match between somebody from mexico and somebody from like paraguay that's like in, that that's more than like a usa in between there yeah especially on a uh, net code that is not exactly uh pristine shall we say so he said it he said it i, I said it i'm sorry <laughs> i'm getting I, i'm gonna get blacklisted now i apologize ah uh, man oh we had a good run it was fun <laughs> All right. And from um, the Latin American tournament, Latin America tournament, that's how that said. Uh, where are we going to next there, Steve? Uh, since I'm getting kicked out of the country, let's go to Australia. All right. Battle Arena Melbourne uh, took place this past weekend. Uh, the biggest event in Australia. 
also part of the CPT. And it was a good weekend for Machabo getting the win over Bonchan, who has been a constant presence uh, in the top of these results, uh, which is good to see after seeing him struggle to get there uh, the last couple of years. Uh, Oil King gets a third place finish. Yang Min, uh, one of two Chinese players to make top eight. Uh, that will be interesting to see if we have more Chinese players uh, competing on the tour. Um, obviously, Jaywa was someone who was who's been a regular fixture, uh, as well as Xiao Hai. But uh, good to see more players coming out. Steve, off the top of your head, has the Nikali won any CPT events since like Haitani in season two? Because I don't remember any. Nothing is jumping out at me. Like maybe that, Phenom took an event or something like that? I didn't think he did it with Nikali, though. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I will have to uh, look around. We'll have to check yeah. the tapes on that one. Well, I mean, I don't know either. and I, I play the character and you know, kind of do this stuff, yeah. too. So, are you, are you but, just asking? Are you just asking so that you can then downplay your oh, character? I don't know the answer, no. <laughs> well, I mean, you can then downplay your character, right? Because if nobody did win, then you're like, oh, Nikali needs Well, he's won now, though. That's the thing. Well, yeah. Now, so. yeah. Also, Machabo is also that really crazy Guilty Gear player, right? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much all Guilty Gear players are pretty crazy. It's kind of kind of part and parcel with it. You have to be to play Guilty. Yeah, Guilty Gear is a pretty crazy game, but I like it. Either way, uh, what else did we have over there at the BAM land? Uh, at the BAM land, we also had a pretty big Tekken tournament. Oh, this dang. was a master event on the Tekken World Tour. Uh, and you saw JDCR get to the grand final from the winner's side. But once he was there, it was all Olsan, who took it 3-0, 3-0 in the grand final to get the victory. Uh Rest getting uh, making a rare appearance on the tour, getting a third. Australia, a couple of strong performances for them out of Alchemist and Chang or Chan Den Y. You also had Chikorin in top eight. He has just been on a very good tear to start the season. So he has not. Uh, he, he is not in the field for Combo Breaker, so that will end his streak of consecutive master top eights, but still a very, very strong start to the season for him. Dang, and this is a crazy list, too. Like, if you if you would have... If we were to put ourselves in our own shoes at this time last year, we would not guess that this was going to be the top eight. No, you wouldn't Not expect, in a million years. Yeah, you wouldn't expect two uh, Korean... Or, excuse me... You would expect two Korean players to make it. You wouldn't expect two Australian players to make a top eight like this. You wouldn't expect Take not to make it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You wouldn't expect Rest, who's one of those strong Korean players who never really gets a chance to travel. Mm -hmm. He actually moved to Australia a little bit ago. So that could be three Australians in top eight, depending on how you count it. Dang, I count that as Australian country or a city of residence, right? Also, I'm going to pick a bone with somebody in the chat. Level 100 Charizard saying biking players aren't crazy. You're wrong, sir. I've seen everybody who plays biking mash the shit out of that parry. Get out of here. Anyway. And thus saith the long, bitch. The hammer is struck. Uh, Do we have anything else at 
in Melbourne? Yes, we did. Uh, on top of the big circuits, they also ran uh, the this tournament circuit called the Path to Evo. Uh, BAM served as the finals of that, and the winners of those uh, those uh, finals will get sponsored trips to Evo. So congratulations to Travis Styles, DD, and Wowzer, who took home the wins in Street Fighter V, Smash Ultimate, and Tekken 7, respectively. They will all be part of the Evo field this year. So was this a separate tournament? Uh, yeah. It, it, they had qualifying events all throughout Australia. Uh, oh. This led to, to uh, the finals here, which were held after uh, the top eights. Oh, that's really cool. Wow, good so, job, Australia. Really nice to see. Yeah, and look at all those new names. I mean, I'm sure yes. they're not new. I'm sure they're great, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Somniac's been around. Uh, Mr. L's been around as well. Dan Banter. Uh, so it, 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 if you follow these games, it's not exactly guys coming out of nowhere. But Word. Good to see them get internet more international experience. Yeah. Yeah, then they, now they get uh, they get to go over to Evo, right? Yep. Cool. That's so. always fun. Good job, Australia, making some yeah, fun yeah. stuff. Cool. Uh, what else? What else we got on the recap there, Steve? Uh, Steve? Uh, that's it right, for what that? happened this past weekend. Cool. Now it's time to turn our attention to what's coming oh, this week. Tell us the future. <laughs> tell, tell us the future, oh wise one. Yes. Uh, well, it kicks off, obviously, Wednesday with week four of the E-League Mortal Kombat Showdown. Uh, you also have the second half of the Street Fighter League kicking off on Thursday. And then Friday, Combo Breaker. That is not a typo. Ten streams. Part of the CPT. Part of the Tekken World Tour. First event of the MK11 Pro Competition. It's also part of the Jazzy Circuit. Uh, it's also the finals of the uh, Marvel Infinite Fate of Two World, World Circuit. It's also the biggest tournament for like seven other games that are going to be there. Yep, I can't, I can't wait to see some VSAV, man. Vampire Savior is so fun to watch. <sighs> it's just going to be ridiculous. There, did you hear about the exhibition? No, or, uh, what's the Save? exhibition? Uh, Nakanishi. One of the uh, historical players, one of the great players in the history of that game, is coming out to Combo Breaker to compete, and they are actually running a uh, a kumite with him on, I believe, Friday night. Oh, I'm man. pretty sure it's Friday night. So uh, the schedule is out on uh, combobreaker.org/schedule. I'm going to have my format out later tonight, some point after the mm -hmm. show. Uh, but it's going to be ridiculous. Man. Jean-Claude Van Damme is, is such an underrated actor. Go on. I'm sorry. What? You were going to say something important. Is the So all the claims to fame that you mentioned, you know, it's a CPT event, uh, this combo breaker, it's an MK11 tour event, it's a Tekken World Tour event, and, and a few others. Is it encroaching on Evo's territory with with how many you know significant what is it like tours and such that are being featured here? Like Combo Breaker jumps up in status every year, like significantly. It feels like, and I'm wondering when it becomes like the the Disney Google of fighting games because it just keeps growing. Everyone's excited for it, you know. Yeah, but, yeah I was actually I, I was I was actually gonna mention the same thing. Like, I you never realize how big Combo Breaker has gotten until you see some shit like this. 
where you see like every stream under the sun is gonna be there, except for E League and Capcom. Oh no, Capcom Fighters is there. Yeah, yeah Capcom but- Fi- Capcom Fighters is going to be at two places at once. That's how important Combo Breaker is. <laughs> see, the thing with an event like Combo Breaker is a, a big reason why it has become as big as it is is because every game that that goes there feels like a, a big event. Um, I mean, you look at the history of Skullgirls. You know, after not getting in at Evo the first couple years, they said, hey, Rick said, hey, if you guys show up, we'll put you on the main stage. Uh, Skullgirls community showed the hell up and have been there ever since. And it's the same way for a bunch of these different games, like especially Vampire Savior. It's a it's not just a big tournament. It's the big tournament. Uh, Killer Instinct. It's the big tournament of the year for that game. Um, so it's, you know, for an event like Evo, it's, it's not going to, they're, they have different aims. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a different goal. So Evo is going to be Evo and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's going to continue to be Evo. Combo breaker is not something you can just go in and replicate and say, Hey, we're running 30 games. It takes. It's because each of those 30 games, each of those communities feel like a big deal there. And that takes a hell of a lot of work, a hell of a lot of effort. And I mean, he's going to be stretching that place, the limits of that Internet, trying to get 10 streams out there. Yeah. Uh, so you can get like, I think it's something like 12 hours of Unist. I have it written down somewhere. That is crazy. Yeah. But, you know, Combo Breaker is so far from the airport, and it's so expensive to get ride shares. And so... Hey, don't they... Do they still... Lame event sucks. Do they, not worth it. Do they still have that shuttle? I remember I went in, like, 2016 or 2017, and they had that shuttle. That was pretty I, I don't want solutions. I want to be able to complain. Well, we look, the action. <laughs> well I mean, that's, uh, that's a legitimate issue. Like, St. Charles... Like for me, because I typically don't fly. I'm unfortunately not going this year, but my path is typically uh, taking the bus down to Chicago and then catching the, or in previous years uh, when it was in, uh, I forget the city, Rosemont. Uh, I, I could just take the train right to Rosemont and be, and be within a mile of the venue. Here, there's nothing really that goes from from Chicago to St. Charles. So you got to do the ride share. You got to mm-hmm. do, and, and, and you know, when you're there, you've got all the, all the people fighting for the same few uh, Ubers because you yeah, usually like don't need a whole way up. Yeah. So, but that brings up a big point. Like when you get to the size of a CEO or a combo breaker or final round, there aren't a whole lot of venues that check off all the boxes of being affordable, being able to handle that sort of event, having stuff around, having plenty of uh, hotel spaces around. And, you know, like uh, if you follow Jabali, he was talking about someone asked if they were going to move to the Orlando Convention Center. And he said no, because running internet there would cost $300,000. Yeah. 
you know, uh, then all this, I, I mean, I tried to just kind of make a joke about like, well, it's the one thing I can complain about as far as combo breaker. And I've only attended it one time. And that was last year. Um, I, I, I'm also not going this year and just because it didn't work out. But um, all that said, there is a certain kind of equation that goes into how enjoyable a fighting game event is. And a lot of things go into it. You know, how, how well acknowledged the different communities feel, how on time things are. Uh, you know, location and, you know, convenience. Are there food places nearby? All that kind of stuff goes into it. And as far as Combo Breaker is concerned, sure, we can pick on it for being distant from the airport, but I don't think anyone goes, <clears throat> that makes the event null and void. It, it feels very much worth it. Like, I would go back to Combo Breaker knowing full well that it's going to be a little bit of a headache trying to get to and from the airport, maybe, um, especially there the, on, on the finals day because everyone's kind of leaving around the same time. Uh, or the final day, rather, but it is completely worth it for all of the other parts, all the other variables that go into this equation. Um, it's, I mean, I you don't even need me to tell you. It's been it's been very obvious the last couple of years that Combo Breaker just dots the I's, crosses the T's, and it's a great event. So I brought that up in a little bit of a joke, but I don't want to paint any like negative picture of this event. Uh, it's it's completely worth it through and through. Yeah, take your vacation there. It's great. I and and it's at a spa. Like, you know, what else could you ask for? Speaking sure. of combo breaker, though, a uh, couple of things. First, I hear they're running best of three for Mortal Kombat 11. Why not best of five? Uh, I'm saying that completely that serious and not mentioning the name of our show. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Good job with that synergy. Um, that's something that a lot of players have been asking for. Um, since basically the game came out is, you know, let's make best of five the standard. Uh, it, they ran it at um, at Summit of Time, which obviously, you know, when you have one 16-person tournament, that's the only thing you're paying attention to. Um, it's a little different than trying to run an 800-person bracket in two days where you've got 23 other games. Uh, but, you know, as of right now, uh, the pool, the rules dictate that it is two out of three until top eight. Uh, they are open to changing it as the season goes on. Uh, I, I still don't know if the game needs to be best of five, uh, but it's it. The thing with this with this situation is once you make that call, you can't undo it. You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Um, and I, I mean, you saw that with people asking for for this game being three out of five before it even came out practically because the other Mortal Kombat's were, were best of five. So I don't know. What do you guys feel about Is that? this game slower than the, I, I haven't paid enough attention to the older ones to, I guess I played nine or MK 2011. I didn't play much X. I guess I watched it, but I don't remember. Like, was it faster than MK 11? Cause MK 11 feels plenty fast. It's new. Who knows? It's going to take like a couple of months for us to figure out the pacing of the game. And here's the thing, too, on top of everything that's been said. Uh, this wasn't Combo Breaker's call, right? This is uh, the right. people behind the MK... What's it? MK11 competition? It's not the Pro Tour no more. Yeah, yeah in, uh, the Pro Competition. The pro Competition... With a K. Tour. I, I, I think there needs to be a tour in there somewhere. But either way, yeah. Um, it's one of those things, man. We don't know how the game plays yet. It's only been out, what, like a month, two Maybe almost a month, two days and it'll be a month. Yeah, almost a month, two days and it'll be a month. You know, who like let the people who make the decision make the decision, and then once we figure out if that's right or not, then complain about it. That's all I'm saying. That's way too logical. 
long. That's way too logical. We need answers now before we know anything. Answers before information. Look, the only person who can tell the future is Steve. It's true. Because he already told us. Soonest. Yeah, and you told us what to watch next week. So, you know, yeah. oh, wise one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, man. I feel like this is one of those arguments that's happening for the sake of having an argument and not because, you know. And I mean, sure, I understand coming from the point of like, yeah, you want to play more games and you want to have a better chance of like reading your opponent, blah, 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 whatever. It, the game's new. All right, just go enjoy it. It's the first one of the first tour, first actual like major. It's also going to be huge. And you, that means if you have a three out of five, that's oh, that man. many more matches that are going to be played. And you have like 300 other games at your event. Um, I think it's a lot easier on the organizers if it's two out of three. And if we're not sure, well, it, it's not even on them, right? It's the, it's the tour. So yeah. And here's yeah, the thing too. Here's the other thing too. It's like, you know, you don't want, you don't want to like accidentally cause undue stress to the rest of the event because of that. So I'm down with the two out of f three. I almost said two out of five. That would have been weird. Uh, yeah, I'm down <laughs> with the two wins. out of three. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with the two out of three. And sure, if it's like unreasonably fast, then yeah, we'll change it down the line, man. Not everything's set in stone. Everybody chill. Relax. Speaking of everything not being chill and not being set in stone, Blaze Blue's getting played on the new patch. When's that new patch coming out? Uh, Is it out already? I, I thought it was today. Is it today? So they have, yeah, so people have what, like three yeah, days? Yeah, it's now available to... with uh, the four new characters, the 1.5 update. Yeah, so people have what, like three days to to figure that out? You know what? <laughs> you're, you're playing competitive fighting games, adapt. Are, are they going to be, I would imagine they're not going to be viable at Combo Breaker. That I don't know. Uh, I know they no, are playing they, on the new patch. but they uh, Combo Breaker actually asked... And they got the responses they got were three to one in favor of playing the patch. Great. Is this isn't part of the Arc Revo World Tour, right? No. Okay. Uh, the next event of uh, that is going to be either CEO or Taipei Major. CEO or wait, no, no, no. I take that back. Uh, fighters, uh, Fighter Spirit in uh, Korea. Oh, okay cool i mean more reason to like mess around right who cares it's not you know just fucking play the game it's new or whatever i mean <laughs> i mean the patch is new enjoy it see how it is in a tournament and if something is broken then laugh at it i mean i guess i can say that without like paying the money to be there so i can you know say whatever i want but uh soul caliber is also running on the new patch that is due to uh requirements from i believe i i believe that the uh equipment vendor the company that's providing the systems the setups mm -hmm. uh is they've this, patched is already it for is Soul it Cal still Cal. gaming generations is that the the company i that's... believe i believe so so but i mean that will at least be out for a week and a half yeah. uh by the time the combo breaker kicks off yeah man shout out to gaming generations they're like the silent like cogwheel in the fgc like getting setups and shit to events you imagine how much of a pain in the ass that was back in the day? Like, like I, I remember hearing horror stories of, like, people getting MVC2 cabs and then, like, having to sit there and press the stupid button over and over again to unlock all the characters. <laughs> but either way, shout-outs to Gaming Generations for uh, providing a good service to the FGC and the community at large. All right, uh, anything else for Combo Breaker? I mean, we're going to have a little preview at the end, I'm sure, because uh, if you weren't here, uh, we broke the news first. Uh, the brackets are out. 
they were not out previous to us saying so. So, uh, so enjoy those. All right, sure. what's next here on the docket? Let's see. Uh, so we do have the new, uh, the new Undernight and Birth games most likely coming out soon. Uh, Gamatsu uh, reported on it. Yep. And, and uh, this was the uh, someone noticed that uh, the Taiwanese ratings board, uh, their equivalent of the ESRB, uh, had a listing for a game called Undernight in Birth. Exe late cl r. Woo! All right. What's okay? What's the acronym of this going to be? What What are we saying? Because it's it used to be Unib. Now it's Unist. What's this one? Uniclear. I, I I'm in favor of Uniclear. Uniclear. Yes. It sounds U-N-I-C-L-R. like U N I C L R. I I feel like that's straightforward. It sounds like uh, some shit you put in your eye when your eyes itchy or something. Well, if you're if you've uh, if you got to deal, you know what? Forget it. You know, I like I like what somebody said in the chat. Uncle, I'm gonna call it Uncle. <laughs> uncle, I've heard Unicycler. Um, Unicycler is also good. Unicorn. Unicorn is also good. You I've know what? Heard u- unclear. As long as whatever word you're saying starts with a unit, I'm sure we all know what you're gonna be talking about. So everybody, be sure to get creative out there when you're discussing this game. Unicclear. Uh, up next, uh, we got Sam Show. Sam Show got a release date. It's coming out on. June 25th? June 25th. Yes. I was checking my phone for it. Uh, yeah, coming out June 25th, and we do have a little little bit of the uh, new trailer there. Enjoy that, everybody. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little excited for this game. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when it got announced, I immediately began, like, messing around with the older Sam Show games, and you know what? Those games are pretty fun. They're not the best games ever, but that's not what to say whether... What fun, though? Because it looks like it's very much a footsies, uh, calculated... Don't overextend. Try to get your opponent to overextend and then murder them for it, sort of game. Yeah, it's like uh, the the feeling I felt is you ever you ever like mess around or you ever like try to fuck with somebody and you're just like poking them and trying to get them angry. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's how this game feels. Also, it that does... was pretty cool. You see, oh look, this is the one I was playing. There it is. Is this part of the trailer? <laughs> I didn't know this was part of the trailer, but yeah. Oh, that was cool. Oh, a little transition there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so I'm excited for this game. Everybody seems to be, like, everybody that's looked at, oh, there's the new character, Darley Daggers. Yes. Masculine. Do we want to just talk about how Darley Dagger is bae? She, she looks like uh, a cross between, for like, 45 minutes. She, she looks like a cross between, like, a Monster Hunter character and somebody that should be in, like, Soul Calibur. Yeah. Yep. That's, you hit it on the head. I think that's the perfect explanation. Yep. <laughs> also, did they no, show did they show Tam Tam yet? Is Tam Tam in this game? Oh, there's the bar. I'm sure they're like actually discussing it in the trailer, but we don't have any audio. <laughs> but yeah, no, this uh, game I looks super I'm fun. Sure top of my head. Dude, um, we should probably also mention uh, that they announced that uh, the season pass. If you either pre-order the game or buy or order the game before June 30th, so up to five days after launch, you get the uh, first season pass for free. Dang. So mm-hmm. for everybody that was bitching about season pass before, you get it for free if you pre-order the game. So put up or shut up. Put up or shut up. Yeah. That's that, all I'm saying. At least gives you two days to figure out if, you know, if there are any massive, massive issues. So 
you know, I, I'm, I'm still not a huge, huge fan of the season pass style, but if they're going to do it, I'm glad that there's some sort of window between when the game comes out and when you can get that bonus. Yep. I mean, look, I'm not, I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of the whole season pass and DLC shenanigans too, but it's at this point, it's industry standard, right? The right. way, the way we can get it to stop is by not playing games. And that's really hard. Not playing games is really tough, especially yeah. when you see how much fun everyone else is having. I'd much rather be playing games. Especially if you have characters like Erectile. It's very hard. Yep. <laughs> Darley Dagger, Erectile, gang's all here. Dang. Dang. Uh, yeah, Bong Lao, too. Bong Lao was pretty dope. Either way, uh, that was last week. For the, so for those of you that weren't here, uh, we had Born Free on, and he gave us a lot of really good uh, opinions on some block rap characters from MK. So go check that out when you get the chance. And then go follow Born Free, because he's pretty cool. He's a pretty nice guy. Cool. So that was Sam's show. Uh, looks interesting. I cannot wait. It's coming out in, what, like, a little, th- little over 30 days? Yeah, a yep. month away. Looking cool. Uh, SNK is releasing uh, new uh, Neo Geo mini consoles, just like everyone else is doing. Cool. Any any thoughts? It, it, it looks cool. It's a little mini cabinet. Uh, it has an HDMI output, so you can play it on TV or you can play it on a itty bitty little LCD. Is it better than the Capcom arcade stick thing? Yes. <laughs> it There's exists. There's a mini cab for Street Fighter 2. Those are fun. Yeah, I played on one. It was, it was cool. It was cool. But yeah, uh, what else? Let's see. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go write down this list here. Um, so sponsored players were under a little bit – were surrounding were, – were the object of a little bit of a Twitter drama controversy thing. Social media gets everybody riled up for whatever reason. So uh, so what's the deal? What, what's the drama? Sponsored Steve, players? Sponsored players? Good or bad? Or worse? Or better? Uh, it all started a few days ago. Uh, Tatsunical tweeted out uh, what he says was a joke. Uh, he said uh, that he was pre- one of his favorite things was when sponsored players lose to someone who isn't sponsored in their jersey. Like, oh, you know, you, you, you did a really good job with that, huh? Feeling really nice in that sweater. Some people thought it was funny. Others felt a certain kind of way, um, and that generated some discussion. But the big thing uh, that generated the huge discussion was late, a couple, either the next day or the day after. Uh, he followed that up by saying that really, what players give back? Uh, when how many sponsored players do you see generally provide something of worth to the community, to the game, to the followers who support them? Many are only obsessed with fame, clout, and self-interest. They show no love, no heart, yet we put these false idols on a pedestal. And that started a whole conversation about, uh, you know, what exactly a sponsored player's obligation is to their community. So I kind of want to get into that part. Not, Not necessarily the specifics of, of this particular drama, but the idea, the underlying idea that he's talking about. Okay. Uh, so let what do sponsored me, players owe to their community? Well, let me throw a point at you. How did a sponsored player become sponsored? 
Well, it depends. You know, you've got some players who get sponsored by being good, you know, being mm-hmm. talented, getting results. You've got some players who are sponsored by, you know, primarily through their content creation. Mm-hmm. You know, Born Free actually has a deal with uh, UYU. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to see him at a CPT top eight, mm-hmm. at, at least on the results screen. Um, you have other players who, who get up, uh, get sponsored based on their notoriety or anything else, you know, or their friend has wants to put their logo on a hat, you know, hashtag feel, feel the claw, hashtag caw caw. I don't have the text anymore. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll get, get it. I'll get it back up and running next week. But my point is. A player becomes, well, in, with exceptions, of course, a player becomes sponsored because they're good at the game or because they are well-known enough in the community that they're recognized. They want to be, uh, that brands want to be recognized through them, right? So isn't that what they're contributing? They're pushing the boundaries of the game. They're pushing the boundaries of the community in that sense by, by becoming, you know, uh, an attractive thing to sponsors. Now, I understand where Tatsunikul is coming from, where he's saying, oh, they don't give back, blah, 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 blah. But is it their job to give back? Like, is it, is it one of those things where it's like, oh, you're a sponsored player now, be like Justin Wong and fly like 800 people out. And granted, I'm not saying that Jay Wong doing anything like that, or as we're going to get to a little bit later, Knuckle Dude's also doing that too. That's a wonderful thing, and I love watching it, and it's amazing. But at the end of the day, every, like, we're all just people, man. Like and and you know, sponsored players got there for a reason because they stood out in the community. So, isn't that in itself driving the community forward, like getting eyes on the community itself? Or I, I think so. I think that the sponsored players don't technically don't buy the book. Oh, anybody, anything in the way of of paying back a sponsorship. Now, it's wonderful when they do, and it's a very positive thing, and I would encourage it, and I would. I would hope that people do that. But as far as you owe the community that, you have to do that, no, man. That's a slippery slope to start going down when you start you know, handing out, like, well, you owe this and you owe that. No, this is out of the goodness of your heart kind of a situation, and I think that's where it starts and stops. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this. Um, you know, we're not exactly Dota status. We're not exactly CSGO status. We don't have money sack into the ceiling. We're not even um, mobile game status yet. No. Well, well, some of those mobile games are just ridiculous right now. Yeah. But, you know, if it, it does serve some sort of self-interest to, to give back because the FGC is not, is not so big that, we're gonna, that you can expect to live off of this. You can't expect to, you know, make a, there's a handful of people. You could probably count on all your fingers and toes, the number of people who make a living solely on fighting games. And the, the number of those who are players, you could probably count that on one hand who, who don't do anything else. So if you just sort of, you know, you don't you certainly don't have to give back. You don't have to create like that beginner content or or send people out anywhere. But it does help sort of throw some coal on the fire that is the FGC. And, uh, you know, it 
we're not exactly in a huge, uh, we don't exactly have tons of reserves of coal. Yeah, we're not sitting in screwed McDuck's vault, right? Exactly. Swimming but the question comes down to the, the quote-unquote letter of the law, what's legitimately supposed to happen. And I don't think anybody disagrees that it's a wonderful thing when Knuckle Dew or Justin Wong or anybody turns back and, and gives some of their um, success, whatever that has been, you know, to the community. Uh, Mena RD did a huge service to the fighting community in the Dominican Republic, was mm-hmm. recognized by the president for it. Like, and, and everyone's elated about that. But like I say, slippery slope, when you start saying just because you've had success, you owe it back to everybody else, um, that, that's a real dangerous place to be. So I think it's pretty cut and dry. I think as far as how this all started, it sounds like social media banter for the sake of social media fighting and all that stuff and, uh, and, and whatever. We're not interested in that. But the question that we're trying to answer, is there a legit obligation on a, uh, like on a letter of the law level? No, not at all. Now, does your community continue to move forward if you don't do this? Probably not. So you better think about that. But, yeah, there's nothing that says you're going to jail or whatever it is uh, if you don't do this thing. But the other thing to keep in mind, too, is, like, giving back doesn't necessarily mean you drop hundreds or thousands of dollars on these big grand things, like sending people to to Evo or or building new uh, esports training centers or what oh, have it could you. be as simple as following the stream like this stream right yeah. now. it could be as simple as you know giving someone some games you know teaching someone uh you know showing someone a setup so they can learn and that you can learn how to counter when they counter you you know mm-hmm. it's that sort of thing you know to to help pour the, pour that coal on the fire like i was saying yeah. so but it to- doesn't have to be you know, a big, big grand gesture. Yeah, to your point, Steve, uh, there's a story that is sticking out of my brain right now. Uh, do, we all, do we all know uh, Dr. Danny Pham, Zang, Zangief yeah. player who started getting really good? Uh, he, I think he's out of Seattle. Uh, and he I shared, think he just moved to SoCal. Oh, he just moved to SoCal? Good for him. I think so. Not that Seattle's bad. Uh, but I, I can't help but think of a story that uh, he posted on Twitter not to, I think it was maybe last year of him going to his local, and when he started winning, a lot of uh, a lot of people from his scene were complaining that he never went to locals, blah 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 blah. So he finally started going to locals, and he once said local, and he came out to his car vandalized. So, oh my gosh! Damn. So part of me, part of me can't help but think of that story when you're saying, "Oh, <laughs> contribute to <laughs> contribute to your scene." But uh, Dude, Grant, the guy, that guy in particular was giving people advice for yeah. getting in shape because he's a bodybuilder. Yeah, he, and I don't think it was necessarily free, but he's like, hey, if you want help with this, I'm your guy. Yeah, he's he, out there on social media. He did a couple of giveaways where I think he's a life coach or something along those lines where he took people from the FGC as long as they entered a Twitter thing that he made and basically like trained them for a year to get that uh, FGC bod for uh, Daytona. Someone like vandalize his car. Yeah, I think there was like sledgehammers and some keen and all that other stuff. But you know what? Part of me can't help but think of that. But granted, well, we don't I know do. That's the FGC that did that, though, right? I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things where you know that's totally like maybe one person or one group of people ruining it for everybody. But like yeah. I said, like I can't help but think of that situation. When we the, now the, we got to the, that. The rule takeaway is don't be shitty. If you can help someone out. 
you should probably help them out. Don't be shitty. And if somebody else is not doing it, don't go key their car. Don't be shitty. That's the answer, everybody. Just figure well, it out. And, 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 you know, at least we could say that it was only, you know, a vandalized car. It was only scratches. Yeah. Nothing terrible happened. Mm-hmm. Nobody threw any crabs at anybody. So we're all good. Thank God. All right, we're getting into dangerous territory here with the crabs. Be sh- okay, let me rescind that. Be shitty enough that we have something to talk about on this show. Don't. <laughs> Don't be shitty. I'd rather talk about people being dope than people being shitty, to be honest. Um, cool. And with that said, uh, speaking of players giving back, Knuckle Dude's sending three people to Evo, huh? Yeah. Uh, do we know who they are, or is he like setting up a, uh, uh, a there, thing? There's a few different uh, methods uh, for how that's going down. I don't have that list in front of me, but uh, it's going to be some through at least one through a contest. Okay. Cool. So that's dope, man. I think, yeah, you know what? Evo is one of those things that like people who don't get the chance to travel much should see at least once. I think that the sponsored players that already are, you know, established should all be sending someone to Evo just because I feel like they're obligated to at this point. You know what, John, since <laughs> event hub sends you to Evo, why don't you send someone to Evo? They don't send me to Evo. You know, since you're going to Evo, why don't you send someone to Evo? I might not go to Evo. Since you're not going to Evo, why don't you send someone to Evo? I can't. I spent all my money on pizza. (laughs) I don't send my pizza. Where's my pizza? (laughs) Dang it. Anyway. Uh, Cool. So, yeah, Knuckle Dude is getting some stuff setting up. Uh, I know Jay Wong sponsors a couple of players. Uh, I was seeing Wong Nation for a while. And he actually, he got some branded stuff recently, right? Like He has a brand going now. I remember seeing on Twitter a little while ago, he's got like Jay Wong stuff, like shirts cool. and stuff with logos on it. Some I stuff. did not see that. But. Well, open your eyes. I'm kidding. I, I, I'll work on that. Uh, what's next? Uh, so I think uh, the next topic here, I, I've been excited to, since I was told I was hosting this show, I've been excited to tee this up more than anything else, just because now it's actually going to be a pretty clean transition. Uh I think it's time for a block grab. Block grab. See how clean that was? That was awesome. Great. All right. Uh, so we got one costume for a block grab for y'all today. And uh, this is your favorite because it's a Street Fighter V costume. We got, uh, Atumi, baby. We got Cam- uh That's not Cammy. What's her name? Sakura. You, you got Sakura confused for Cammy? Look, man. The costumes are too varied, okay? It's characteristics. Also, uh, the heels are included in this costume. Don't be sure oh, to... Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and what is this? Uh, this is party dress costume for Sakura. And it's uh, available... Are we, are we in... watching the, the animated, like, the, the sequence here, or we just get the picture? Hell no. You gotta, you gotta download that shit. I didn't do that. I've seen it. I just... Yeah. It's basically yeah. a trailer of stuff that Sakura does, but with that costume. <laughs> I think we've all been there anyway uh what's everyone always say? oh yeah juanelo black card grab oh man i think it looks good just in a vacuum it looks just fine um sakura could use some more costumes i suppose it's not one of the characters that we see get a costume all the time so that's going for it this comes at a time where I don't know. Do you guys think that it needs to be juxtaposed against the whole Renoir Street Fighter DLC news and, and such? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's on its own track. You know what? I'm going to be a little more optimistic and just okay and flowing through life. And I'm going to just say, yeah, this looks good. 
It's just fine. I'd be happy to use this if I were a Sakura player. I will grab it. If you were a Sakura player, you would grab it, but you're not a Sakura player, so are you grabbing or blocking? No, I would be happy to use it if I were a Sakura player. Oh, so okay. that's a plus. I wasn't, so I wasn't listening that, to what you were saying. I said, grab, grabola. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, what does is, what is Efren call you, Steve? Does he call you Esteban or something? I don't know. A block or grab? Um, calls me guy who owes him a pizza. Well, you owe uh, me that pizza now. <laughs> God, uh, it's fine. You know, it it looks like a dress you just grabbed from Target or TJ Maxx. And it's not you know, special, right? It's yeah, just... it's just a girl in a dress, which there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing outstanding about it. It's just sort of there for me. You know, I don't care if the, the sweater comes off or not. It's just... It, it, it's blocked because eh. it didn't need to happen. Right. And there's other exactly. stuff that you could say needs to happen. That's yep. what I'm kind of hung up on a little bit, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to get hung up on that. I'm fine. Whatever street fighter and Capcom want to do, they can do. Ugh, I'm not going there guys. Sakura's dress is great. I'm happy with it. Cool. Don't care about the DLC. Cool. Crap. I'm going to, I'm going to give my opinion because I don't usually get to do it. Actually I do. I do block grab everyone. You get opportunity every time. Sometimes, uh, but I'll be honest with you. I had I when I saw that I thought it was already a costume in the game. So uh, and also, like she looks like she's one of the background characters. Well, she's supposed to be at a fancy dinner party, so that might be. Well, although all those background characters are like there's a cook and a maid and like a butler type. I think. Well, no, 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 that would be the butler. Yeah, she looks like she works at the party. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So if it's a party dress, then why does she look like she works at the party? Also, I'm not a big fan of parties. I'm kind of an introvert. So I think I'm on a block based on all those three reasonings that I just gave. All right, and that's been this week's Block Grab. Uh, good job, everybody. We did it. Yay. We did it, Reddit. Uh, all right, uh, next. Oh, this is cool. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, uh, the game that's going to save the FGC again. It's like a... It's like uh, every time somebody says the end of the world's coming, it's kind of like what it feels like every time somebody says it's the game that's going to save the FGC. Uh, mm-hmm. But we got some uh, we got some new footage and coming through the eyes of people watching a stream of Daigo and Fudo playing Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. There we go. I got that out. Great. I have no idea what we're about to watch, but I'm excited. Uh, we're about to watch Majin Obama and Juna uh, watching... Uh, Daigo oh, yeah. and Fudo. The actual footage is like six minutes in, oh, I think. Well, shit. They they do a whole lot of intro. Well, look at I all mean, those cool visuals, guys. It looks pretty. You know, why is I, this the game that's gonna save the FGC? That's what I want to know. Grand Blue Versus is super big. Like it's it's kind of like uh, it's it's the same thing we heard from Dragon Ball Z, right? When Dragon Ball Z when Fighters is coming out. There we go. Nope, that's still the beginning. Oh well. I don't know how this. I don't know how any of this works. You, you people think I actually run stuff back here? I just mash, real hard. But it's a beta. Mashing works. Stood in I there. think this implies that the FGC in both in both times where there we go. I did it. Fighters came out and where this is coming out is in need of being saved, and I think that's a little bit over the top. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in what people mean by that exactly. It's like we're everything else is so crappy. It's like no, the fighting games are amazing right now. Second Seven, you got Street Fighter Five, you got Mortal Kombat Eleven, uh, uh, Blaze Blue, Smash Bros. Ultimate, breaking records. Like, are you kidding me? It's like we've got so much going on right now. So why is this the game that's going to save the FGC? Because it's Waifu Fighter Number Eight. All right, 
Also, yeah, uh, only eight. Uh, also, with that said, I, I do want to say that like, I'm not, I'm not one to like anime all the time, but this shit looks really cool. I'm not gonna lie, the art style is pretty dope. And yeah. there's a yeah. there's a character who's like barely like two feet tall, so I'm down. There's Fudo laughing and Daigo also laughing, so they're having a good time. Yeah. You don't but, hate it when the characters have like no hitboxes. Hey man, hitboxes? I I played Odd Job the entire yeah, time you, of oh Nintendo gosh, 64, so, so I'm I'm down. I liked you. I liked you, Alon. The chat liked you. Everyone, you had everything going for you, and then you reveal that from your past. Does it look like Sad I care? Day. Hey, grown up Mike, thank you for subscribing. Uh, ten months. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome for the show, and thank you for the subscription, sir. That was a good transaction of thank yous. Um, uh, you know, what? what's pretty interesting, at least to me, is like that uh, super cooldown, uh, or the special move cooldown. You saw that, if you if you can pull that up. Oh. Uh, uh, or did you already close it? No, we're doing it. We're doing it. So I'm just to let you guys know, the monitor is super far away from me, and I've never felt older in my life because I can't read anything. And I don't know if it's because my eyes are shitty or it's because it's actually far away. <laughs> but I'm just going by feel and by what blobs look like in my eyeball. So so where so, do we see this? Oh, is it the little squares up at the top? Yep, right underneath the life bar. Um, that Those are special moves, and each of them have cooldown, uh, similar what you to what you found in Rising Thunder, mm. which is sort of, you know... Let, let's see how that part plays out. That's that's sort of what I'm most interested in about this game. I personally don't care about Grand Blue Fantasy. A lot of people who uh, I know are really into it. I don't care. So um, that's really the big draw for me, or, or at least the big interest for me. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I've never seen or played Grand Blue until this, and I still haven't played it, so I've seen it now. Um, I do have a question, though. Uh, now that I'm looking at this I, UI I, I, a little I've more. I've got a bigger question. Yes. Who's cool? Dr. Magnero's cool. Yes, exactly. It's not Doctor, months. though. It's DR, I think. <laughs> I think, right? I hope I'm right. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. It's Either DRD. way, Magnero, thank you for the subscription. Uh, uh, what was that? It was uh, Is that 18? 18 months. It's really far away again. Uh, but yeah, 18 bar. months. 18, uh, 18 best of fives. Anyway, uh, so I have a couple questions about the overlay here. Um, so we have the special move cooldowns. Uh, what I like is that I'm assuming that's the like a super bar underneath the life bar there. Yeah. And it's like actually counted by percentage, which is pretty neat. I don't think I've seen that before. So I should probably mention about the uh, cooldowns is that uh, there are two ways to input the moves, a simple way and then a traditional way. If you do the, in the traditional input, uh, you get uh, less cooldown. Oh, that's or, cool. Or, yeah, so. that's, so that's cool. I'm down. Separating, it's like a, it's like giving a just frame or something like that to the auto combo, right? So it's you can separate the pros from the not so pros. Yeah, you know I what? Think it's smart to have. I think you want that in every fighting game. Something like that, an acknowledgement mm -hmm. for professional players and an acknowledgement for more casual players. Right. Uh, if you do that. It just seems like that's a demand these days. I really like how you differentiated the two from professional to casual. It's like there's no middle ground. Nothing uh, in between, baby. But uh, there is one thing I want to point out, and I don't think I will in the next couple of seconds. Um, there's a couple other things in the overlay that I'm curious about, and I'm not sure. So the camera, the player camera, like that's definitely not in the game. But below, you see the two characters there? 
So is this going to mm-hmm. be one of them tag games, or is that like something that they put on the stream? Elimination characters. Or is it going to be like a yeah? Is it going to be like a King of Fighters type of thing? Uh, no. Um, th- this is, I believe it's just one v one. And that so was just stream. That's just way. right. Gotcha. And that's what I'm seeing in the chat as well. Okay. So yeah, it would be um, weird Blue, if they were that far down. I, I have to give a shout out to Blue. Um, if you follow a, uh, the Anime FGC News account, uh, Blue is one of the people who runs that. Really good resource for uh, following Air Dashers. Uh, definitely give them a follow on Twitter. Cool. Shout outs to Blue. Shout outs to Blue. I, I'm always seeing him doing stuff in the Discord and hanging out here, so big ups to Blue. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, before we move on, uh, beta applications, if you want to try out Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and if you want to help them stress test some stuff, don't bitch about how bad the netcode is because they're testing it. It's a beta test. It's not a demo. It's two different things. So chill out. Uh, but you can uh, apply. And I think it, the beta is what? like. All right. Uh, the applications go through Thursday? Uh, yeah. Uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, uh, depending on where you are in the world. Cool. So... Can we do a, a weekly segment where Alon tells a certain group of people, or they're just telling to chill out for some reason? Yeah, well, I everybody's got to chill. Week. I think everybody's got to chill out. But all right, you know what? Speaking I, of chilling out, we're going to stop chilling out right now because it's finally happened. We're finally getting a new character in Flappy Fighters. <laughs> the can of the game, I hear. Yes. Splashy. Um, I, I, I am just amazed that people that this is getting as much serious play as it is because well, have it's, you played it? no i i have android so i can't oh is this a uh, mac only game or uh, ios I, I thought it was I, ios only dang super ko that's pretty dope it currently yeah is but i think they're it, working on a port for android oh it is only on the apple app store for yeah. free though so they yeah, are going with the killer instinct route it's uh basically you know, you, you, you're seeing people break this down. Like James Chen was uh, tweeting out some uh, restand tech that lets you get a 24 or expand on the max combo, which is like 24. Um, it, it's ridiculous how how much people are actually pouring into this game. And it's and it's pretty cool, you know, because from everything I've seen, this is sort of the the first game to really nail the controls for how to do a fighting game uh, in a mobile app. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Stumblebee video talking about that? Um, I didn't get a chance to watch that one. You know, I he heard talks people... a lot about how this is like the first time we've actually had a mobile game where it, it, it technically checks the boxes that a more traditional fighting game player is looking to check when they're playing a fighting game while still being on mobile. And a big part of that was the way they do um, the controls. It's not just like a control stick that you, like a virtual control stick like a lot of the other games. Um, it, it, you know, and, and also a big part of it was that they're not doing a, a bunch in the way of um, you know, play to win or pay to win or timers where you know, you, something cools down and, and that affects how you, you know, you're able to fare in the game. I think the closest thing they have to that is you can um, you can like spin a roulette wheel after a certain amount of time 
to potentially unlock a new color for your character's costume. But that's completely fine, you know, just like an aesthetic-only sort of thing. So as goofy as this game comes across, it's like a parody of Flappy Bird and Street Fighter kind of put together, and you go, that's funny. Uh, but actually, hey, it looks kind of cool. And when you start playing, you go, actually, this play is kind of legit. And actually, this isn't just trying to scam me out of my money, you know, just uh, like a like some whatever mobile game. It feels like the pieces are kind of coming together, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Um, but yeah, you're seeing, you know, Stumblebee make videos on it. You're seeing James Chen really start to, to dive into it. And if it continues down this path, I would be excited. I'm not saying that I think it's going to happen, but I would be very excited to see it continue to grow, to develop, to get more characters, maybe to have support on a console where you could actually play on stick, because I wonder how far players could get sharing a controller, right? If they're both playing on the... on the, uh, don't, don't you have to use the same iPhone to play it right now? I don't think there's online. So there's a lot, to, there's a lot of hoops to go through still yet, but it feels like it's like the first mobile fighter that could maybe possibly in one of a thousand universes go the distance. And that's kind of interesting. That, that so is pretty if, dope. If, if there was, if they add uh, online play to this and, and a scene dr actually develops, would you watch a Sunday finals day of this footsies and Street Fighter Volt? Let me take a look at this again. Um, yeah, I could watch this for a couple hours. It's uh, it's colorful, but it's not like eyes hurt colorful. Yeah, yeah you know, it, I'd be down. It, feel, it looks really. I haven't played it myself, I've, but I've heard. I've kind of done a little bit of research on it, and listened to other people that really have dove into it. And I mean, it, it looks fun, it, it, and it looks satisfying to do all these things. The animations, the way the hit stuns work, the way the moves tend to interact. It looks cool. Yeah. All right, we gotta we gotta move along here because I just realized it's like seven fifteen. I've been having too much fun. Um, <laughs> So, a uh, couple of things. Uh, we're going to fast track a couple of these. Uh, combat cast tomorrow, right? We're getting a combat cast tomorrow? Yes, combat cast tomorrow, and uh, Rick the Hatto will be there. Rick the Hatto will be there. Oh, yeah, because he's in Chicago for Combo Breaker. Yep. It all makes sense. Uh, they're probably going to announce some cool stuff. Uh, next, uh, Harada and Michael Murray got promoted over at Bamco. Weren't they yeah. already, like, the big cheeses over there for something? For Tekken, yeah, but now Harada was sort of the series producer for Tekken. He has now uh, been moved to a position that covers all of uh, Bandai Namco, including esports. Uh, That's pretty cool. Michael, Michael Murray also got promoted. He is now the lead producer of Tekken, and that includes uh, Tekken of Japan and uh, Tekken esports. So. Did he get Harada's old role? Uh, it, it it appears so. I'm not a hundred percent on uh, the the title or the uh, job roles, but it it does seem like both of them kind of moved up in the same path. Hey, that's pretty cool. So hey, that's never a bad thing when we have uh, you know FGC driven people up at the top of a company, right? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, never a bad thing. Um, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, so. Are we going to have a combo breaker preview? Do we have time? We got 10 minutes. I can just go over the Tekken part real quick because yeah. oh, before, uh, I was hoping that... Before we do, I'm so sorry. Uh, there's one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, yes. You know, when you, whenever you go to a big convention or whenever you go to a big event, they always got some cool stuff for you, right? They give you a little tote bag or like some kind of bag, and then you get like a little... They, they don't always do that, but they have been doing that at Combo Breaker. 
Well, I was going to get there. Chill. Uh-huh. Chill out. Uh, yeah, so Combo Breaker is coming out with an actual program and a list of like cool stuff to see while at Combo Breaker. And this is due in part by some mysterious person whose name I have no idea. Um, I don't I don't even think it's a, you know, it, um, it was Steve. Steve did it. Or he helped, I think. What Steve did something. It was Steve. What you contributed do? some articles to the Steve. What'd you book. do? What'd you do, Steve? Uh, what have so, you done, Steve? Uh, this is something I was working on last month. Uh, it was a hell of a lot of work, but it's something I was really excited to do. Uh, so part of this year's attendee handbook for Combo Breaker includes sort of brief overviews on all of the games that are there. Uh, I was able to talk with people in a bunch of different communities, uh, someone for each of the community, each of the games that was there. So I talked to people from Mortal Kombat. I talked to people uh, about CVS2, about Skullgirls, about Street Fighter, all of that. Um, and I was able to put all of, you know, basically an overview of those games and what they love about their communities uh, into these pages. Uh, and you see uh, my works. Uh, each page also has uh, character art from Irene Co, who is incredibly talented. And there's also uh, work from Richard Suono in there. Who drew He's the, the one that did. Yeah. The, I'm sad because Yuns and Roses doesn't appear to be in the chat right now, but that is such a godlike appetite for destruction reference. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, yeah. Uh, people have been begging for that on a shirt. I don't believe that's happening. Uh, there's probably some legal issues with that, but you know, just being able to be a part of this was awesome. And, you know, if you go to combo breaker, you know, give it a read over, look at the pretty pictures. If you want to read my words, you can, uh, my hope is, you know, someone reads about a game and says, Oh, you know what? This sounds kind of cool. And they check out a game, uh, maybe even pick up a game that they wouldn't have picked up otherwise. So, so yeah. just another acknowledgement, like another form of, of one kind of separating yourself from most other tournaments right now is Combo Breaker doing with this because it's another acknowledgement of the people that are coming. It's like, hey, here's a program. Uh, it's going to tell you, you know, this, there's a stream schedule. There's a there's a like a layout map for the venue where things are, um, you know, a, a, uh, plenty of things, like everything that you need to know, plus some ads for stuff of you know is related to fighting game players. You might want to get these headphones. You might want to get the stick, whatever. Um, and then a bunch of stuff from someone as smart and as involved as Steve. It's just like another cherry on top for this event, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here, man. Y'all definitely check out uh, the CVS2 thing. Uh, I got Pat the Flip to compare cvs2 to the grateful dead and it's mm-hmm. awesome <laughs> yeah so for those of you going to combo breaker tweet us a picture of steve's program well i mean partially steve's steve do program. you have one um he gave me a digital version to check out um physical versions I, the, they're going to be a hot commodity hot commodity uh, there there are people asking to buy them like straight up buy them mm-hmm. which you Never would have thought happened so, for an MGC. Uh, so how are they are they distributing these with each badge or is it yeah. like oh okay yeah. so if you, you get a badge you get a program yeah because I know in some bigger conventions like you have to buy the program separately but I'm glad that they're not doing that cool so good job Steve uh, making the world a better place the FGC world mm-hmm. a better place 
Thank you. Once I get sponsored, I stop giving back. So enjoy it while Smart. I'm there. Yeah. I also totally thought, like, I, I did not get the reference to the Appetite for Brutality stuff. So I totally thought that it was going to be like a menu or something about food. Oh, no. Guns N' Roses. I think their most famous album, right? I mean, Probably. I I have, I, a de- I have a degree. So. I have my bachelor's degree in music. I have no idea about anything <laughs> music related. Um, okay, so now we we reached the choose your own adventure portion of the show. Uh, we can either do the mailbag or we can do a quick combo breaker breakdown. Since the brackets are still brand new, we revealed them first. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Uh, so, what would well, you guys like to do? I don't think we like. I don't. I we haven't looked at the brackets for combo breaker, right? So we're not exactly certain. I think Steve knows some stuff about Tekken, but gotta, I think the mailbag would be got to improvise. Yeah. All right, so I, Steve, I give can us do thirty yeah. seconds on. Do it up. Do it up, Steve. Do it up. Do it up, Steve. Do it. So do it. Uh, one of the I'm doing it. I'm doing <laughs> it. So players to watch this weekend. Obviously, you've got some of the best players uh, from the U.S. going, including Speed Kicks, Anakin, a lot of your uh, regular. Uh, regular faces uh poke chop is actually making an appearance this weekend so it's gonna be good to see him to see him in action also look for uh the chicago crew junior shadow and cuddlecore especially cuddlecore's made top 12 each of the last two years don't be surprised if she makes it three in a row um and then korea is coming out in full force you've got dimeback john ding uh rang chu Low high cherry berry mango, and then the big three JDCR, knee, and Chanel. Uh, remember last year after Combo Breaker, you know, you had uh JDCR and Saint at some events, you had Chanel and knee at some events. For whatever reason, they never showed up at the same event at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this is the first time you're seeing that. In a long time. Yeah, and that's a that's a bit of a rivalry point, right? The knee versus uh, uh, JDCR clans in Korea over there, right? Isn't that like the two schools of Tekken up there? It, there, there are a few more schools than that, but those those guys have been in a bit of a rivalry, especially last year uh, when uh, Saint JDCR were with Echo Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I even remember. Um, was it uh, the year before? Uh, no, uh, the year before Tekken came out, where we had the uh, the big final that was Chanel versus Saint. I think. I think so. Uh, I, it's the I one where they had the, the like they did the coolest shit, and I'm really sad that they haven't done it since. Where they had like the voice actor for Kazumi and the voice actor for Akuma introduced. Oh, you're talking about the the King of the Iron Fist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was Shane and Sinel. Yeah, Saint Sinel and Chanel, Saint. not Shane and Sinel. Uh, cool. Well, either way, that's pretty exciting. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, I'm a big Tekken head, as you all may or may not know. If you didn't, now you do. Um, but all right, uh, we're going to have to do rapid fire mail bag, fun bag stuff. Uh, do we have a theme song for that? No. Here's the mail, mail bag. Mail bag. Mail bag. Okay. Good, <laughs> no, good enough for me. Uh, Steve, you read it because I can't. Okay. Uh, let me pull it back up. Oh, I, right. actually, I can. The TV's big enough. Uh, so from Rixian, uh, which fighting games do you play, question mark? What is your play-to-watch ratio, question mark? How often do you play versus how often do you watch, period? Um, I have not been playing all that much. You know, a lot of my work has just been crazy. Um, I did just pick up uh, Unist, so... Yeah, we're going to grind this, it out. This week This week is when I'm uh, actually getting in there, Uh 
before Combo Breaker. So we're actually going to make it happen. Cool. John? Or was I it Juanelo? Play, on average, almost every day I watch when I have to. So and like I said earlier, it's not my favorite thing to watch for whatever reason, um, but I play almost every day. Cool. Uh, as far as me, there we go. Uh, as far as me, I used to play a lot, and I don't as much anymore. I did play a lot of Tekken for a little while, and now I'm like kind of here and there playing Mortal Kombat, but I definitely do watch more, or at least when I can, right? You know, real-life schedules get a little rough. But either way, I think that answers the question, I hope. Thank you for asking, by the way. And for those of you that don't know, uh, how can people submit questions to us there, Steve? Uh, just tweet us with the hashtag BOV mailbag. There you go. Uh, if we don't answer them this week, we'll get to them uh, soon. Yep, they're in the bag for a reason. They'll, they'll, um, come, they'll come out eventually. Since we, we're done with that, right? And we have two more minutes? Uh, well, we got a couple more questions here. Oh, okay, go ahead. We got a couple more, and by a couple more, I mean there's a lot. Uh, what's your most valuable at Best of Five show experience so far, and are you thinking about offering merchandise like T-shirts? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, well, may, may I answer this one? Go for uh, it. Uh, as far as the merchandise stuff, it is in the works. Don't tell anybody. Is it? Ooh. We're, we're waiting on some things. It's a secret, and I'm so. I'm sharing I'm sharing this secret in in uh, confidence that all like 200 of you are not going to share this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was the other question? Uh, it was uh, most oh. valuable experience. Oh, jeez. Trying to think. The only thing know. that sticks out in my brain is eating those Marvel bars, but it's just because of how bad that was. That, that was my favorite moment. That was just never again. Suffering. The suffering was just too great. I legit had to like go wash my mouth, or else I was gonna vomit. It was pretty bad. Anyway, I, uh, that's enough I for my think answer. It was the time that way back in Best of Three, when we accepted call-ins, and someone called in asked if we, uh, if we, how uh, the dildo versus vibrator match went. Dang, that's a good question. How about you there, John? What, the question is, what, is, what did you learn the most What's from, your most valuable experience? The most valuable experience? I don't know. Probably when Rick came on and said something insightful that I could take to the bank that I don't remember at this moment. <laughs> something like that. Cool. Good answer. Uh, yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm, I'm just, we're just mowing down through these. Uh, Sleepy Scrub. Who do you want to see cast in the new Mortal Kombat movie that just got announced? Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jackie Chan, uh, Chris Tucker. I want the slap chop guy in there. Slap chop. I have oh, no yeah, idea. Vince? I have no idea what role. Have him play fourteen-year-old uh, Raiden. Raiden. Vince's fourteen-year-old Raiden. Cool. Um, <laughs> all joking aside, uh, I think it would be really neat to get like Anderson Silva as Jax. I think that'd be pretty dope. Not Terry Crews, who's also an actor. Uh, Terry Crews would also be pretty dope. Uh, Anderson Silva is not an actor. Right. Um, he is and then, uh, UFC Chris Pratt is Johnny Cage. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, actually. I, I'm down for that. Keanu Reeves is Kenji. Hmm. Although, I'm not a big fan of Keanu Reeves acting, but I guess that's just me. I know blind. Yeah, but he's all about samurais and stuff. Nah. Still doesn't make him a good actor. Anyway. Uh, next, Richard Whenever. Uh, which fighting game character would you want to spot you at the gym? Hey, have we answered these already? Um, they were or, in the okay. Bag I think week, I'm just getting never, deja vu yeah. then. Okay. Well, who do you want to spot you at the gym? Um, Tammy. 
I would be fine with any character spotting me at the gym because that would mean that I'm at the gym. <laughs> cool. I would probably actually go for Laura. Hmm. I'd, I'd want Zangief just because I know he's not going to drop shit on me. That guy's See, like, that's smart. Yeah, if, that's he, smart. If, if I'm having issues, he's just going to go boop and wait's like off to like the ocean. So you'd rather go to the gym with Zangief than Laura? Dude, like I would get buff as hell. Are you kidding? We can hang out with Laura later. Mm. Work time is work time. Uh, body novel. Uh, what's the one idea? The, what the, this might have to be the last one. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, and then the rest will push to next week. Okay. Uh, what's the one idea that the FGC Pro Tours should take from a different competitive enterprise slash scene? Question mark. Example: uh, Tennis players ranking system, NCAA's conference system, an All Star event, terrible, meaningless press conferences. <laughs> Uh, a ban rule. We should do that. Is that a joke? See, I'm sorry, a yoke? See, I think, like, tennis ranking system wouldn't work because with, like, tennis and golf, there's this expectation that players are going to be at every event, or at least the vast majority of events. Uh, that's simply not the case with fighting games. Uh, I'd probably like to see... You know, I, I I think it might be cool to have like a ranking system of some sort where, you know, at least just for fun, you know, like a power ranking or coaches like pool, something. Mm. Yeah, something like that, you know, because th that adds an extra layer of, you know, interest that. You know, there's a storyline there of like, oh, he's 12th. He's just outside the top 10. He wants to get in that top 10. You know, it gives players uh, goals to aim for sim beyond simply, you know, winning a particular tournament. So mm -hmm. that I, would be I, my I answer to you. Cool. Yeah, I got some stuff. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to make this as quick as possible. So two things. First, uh, I would love to have like a UFC style thing for the FGC where you have like a belt. Then you have people fight it out in the game, of course. And then the winner takes the belt. And then, you know, we have to revere them as a champion. And then whoever is the top-ranked player can then challenge them, et cetera, et cetera. I think that'd be pretty so, fun, something outside so like of tournaments. A, a national uh, body count fighting, basically. Yeah. Except not as sued. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the other thing, uh, and I don't know how feasible this would be, but this would be really fun. Um, so I, I recently got a new job as an editor, and I've been editing a lot of bowling stuff. Uh, and for PBA bowling stuff, uh, they have what's called stepladder finals, which is where they'll have the entire tournament, and then based on the seeds, they get placed in the stepladder. So essentially, it's like seeds uh, three and four play, and then the winner of three and four plays two, and then the winner of two and whoever won then plays one. That's like how E-League played out last year, right? Where uh, those that, that qualified out, if you, like Momochi got, was in like bar and loser, so he had to play through everybody, and like the person that was in first only had to play like whomever yeah. got to them. Yeah, stuff like that. I think that'd it's be really not, cool. It's not quite like that, because E-League was basically a, a standard tournament. It's just that some people qualified in losers. Mm. Whereas this one, the entire tournament is just like the bottom two play and then one up and then one up and then one up all the way to... The, yeah, I think, that'd the, be, I think that'd be a neat format to try. Uh, just to see, like, you know, because you can get a lot of really neat storylines of, like, oh, this person is the last seed, and they fought through every other fucking person to get to the finals against the top seed. You know? Shit's pretty yeah. fun. Uh, one thing I just wanted to really quickly piggyback off of what Steve was saying, um, my, my good friend Driftwood is also a, a fencer, 
and the way their uh, tournaments work is there is a ranking system and depending on the quality or the the rank of the players that end up or the the competitors that end up going to the event uh determines the events uh status so it's like uh, an event would be a premier event if like five or more players of Tokido's caliber that you know had as many points as Tokido or whatever showed up and that and then winning that event becomes more and more prestigious depending on how many strong players are there but i really like that idea of giving everybody their own uh status in relation to everybody else and then having that weigh in uh as as far as the events that they attend go cool yeah i mean yeah. that sounds cool uh i think logistically that that'll be a little challenging but um i think that's what tekken's doing right with the dojo events where you get a specific tier of points per entrance it's, depending on how many people come in yeah it's it's how many people not mes- necessarily the right. quality or the results of those players right Cool. So, uh, I think we're eating into Ultra Chen's time at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, coming up on Ultra Chen, uh, James Chen's going to talk, and then Ultra Dave is going to respond, and they'll have meaningful discussions throughout. Uh, so oh, thank sick. you. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. This has been Best of Five. Uh, my name is Elon. You can tweet Efren and Mike telling them they're jerks for not showing up today and then telling them that I should host more often. Uh, and I'm you enjoying... did a great job. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, it's all me. Thank you. Uh, and I've been joined by Juanelo. Velociraptor, Guerrero, Guerrero, whatever your name is, uh, and Steve, Ace King, Offsuit Jurek, uh, the master of the future and times and schedules and articles. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for joining. Go watch Ultra Chen. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Good back, I'm good hitting back enter. Canada. I'm hitting enter.